Hello, everyone. You're listening to Season 3, Episode 3 of the Attempt Adventure Podcast, a podcast all about travel, finding adventure every day, and seeking out ways to make life more interesting. From Dallas, Texas, I'm your host, James Barrett, joined as always by my co-host, Michael DeRosiers in Bangkok, Thailand. Michael, today we are talking about the relativity of adventure. We're going to have a conversation, just the two of us, about sort of what what is it that makes something an adventure? What is it that, what does adventure mean to you? And what you might think adventure is might not be what I think adventure is, mm-hmm. but that doesn't make either of those things lesser. But first, have you done anything new or exciting this week? Yes, I did actually. Not necessarily by choice. I I realized that my visa was running out and I planned poorly because instead of being able to extend it, I realized that it was expiring on a Saturday. And when I got back from Udon Thani, which we talked about in the last episode, it was Friday evening, which meant I had to do a visa run. So I I flew to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia for just three nights. Had actually quite a good time. Uh, The thing was, I've been there a couple times before. Last time I went there, I had a really great trip, had a really, really fun time. But I saw most everything. It's not a very big city, really. I'd I'd seen all the famous sites. I'd been to the Pink Mosque. I'd been to all the cool temples. I'd done the museums, pretty much every museum in town. So this time I was kind of like, well, what am I going to do? What have I not done before? Uh, So I I did a few things. I went to the KL Tower, which is not the Patronus Towers that everybody knows. It's quite an interesting thing, though. You get to go up on an elevator to the top of this tower where you can see some uh, pretty great views around the city. You know, I went up to the tower. I got to kind of look at the views, and I was like, well, what am I going to do now? I you know, don't really know what I'm going to do. I ended up finding a sort of jungle uh, jungle park or forest park called uh, Taman Tugu, which is just in the city. And there's actually a lot of hiking trails out there. One morning, I took a taxi up to Taman Tugu, and I just decided I was going to check out this trail because there was apparently about... Not, not a lot, but about five kilometers of trail out there. And it was actually really cool. It actually did go through, you know, it felt like you were actually genuinely in the jungle, even though you're in the heart of this big city. It was something I didn't know was there. It was something I didn't know existed. And it's something that I didn't think I was going to be able to do. I never thought I'm going to go to the capital city of this, you know, this country, this big developed city and go hiking in the jungle in the middle of this city. But I did. So that was fun. And it really was adventurous. You know, it was quite cool. And I really like Malaysia. The reason I had gone there was because it was quite a short flight. It's quite a cheap flight to fly from Bangkok to KL, and I had a great time. What about you, James? Did you do anything new, exciting, adventurous this week? I did. What, I, what I've done isn't necessarily brand new. I used to do this and sort of lost it for a couple of years is Warhammer. Oh, cool. Michael, you know Warhammer. Warhammer 40,000. Yeah. You build little models. You paint them. I really enjoyed doing it, but I sort of fell out of it for a, for a couple of years. I have this backlog of stuff. It got very intimidating and very mm. time consuming. And so I got to the point where I was just like, I need a break. And I finally picked it back up and I was like, I finally, I remembered why I did it. So it's very, it's cathartic. I sit there, I put on some music and I just paint. That's cool. And I love it. Yeah. Hobbies are adventures. I started it up again and it's been fun. I never painted 
any of the models. I don't I don't have any of the figures, uh, but my roommate was really into it and he had some of the armies. Mm-hmm. And he was really into painting them. And so I played a few games. I love the lore. It's probably some of the richest lore, richest world building mm-hmm. of any world I've ever seen. And it's just insane. And so, yeah, not brand new, but something I've rediscovered as of late. And it's been it's been a lot of fun. What army do you collect? I collect Space Marines, specifically Blood Angels. Okay. It's kind of basic, but I like it. I always played Imperial Guard. I thought they were fun just because they were just normal dudes. <laughs> they are. They're just normal guys. And there's a lot of armies. There's a lot of armies. We could go on a tangent on this, and we're not going to do that yeah. today. Yeah. Um, but I started doing that again, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's fun watching it become a little more mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I was growing up, my big brother collected and played and it was very it's a very niche hobby it's a very expensive hobby i don't want to sort of it's it's not very accessible to most people yeah um i got into it when i was well much more well off than i am currently and my big brother gave me a lot of his stuff and so it it just kind of went on from there it's fun and then henry cavill is is directing a warhammer uh television series that's gonna be amazing i did not know that that's gonna be really good big shout out to him for making nerdy stuff Mm -hmm. really cool (laughs) he he really did and it's just great yeah you know one thing i think we often forget about actors is that the people who are famous actors they were the theater kids in school right they were the nerds so you know to be a celebrity to be a movie star oftentimes you were a nerd being a nerd is really cool so so uh, yeah big shout out to him he's done a lot for the uh, the nerd community, I would say. Yes. So that's kind of what I did. Um, it's been fun. Awesome, so James. if you that's... have an old hobby that you haven't yeah. been done in a while, try it out again. And uh, that actually leads really well into our conversation today. Before that, uh, just one little reminder. If you would, please review us. Rate us and review us on your podcast app of choice. It really helps us out. So you made a good point, actually, James, and your your example was a great segue. You were saying like, oh, maybe this isn't that adventurous, but it's something new or something kind of new again mm-hmm. to do. And I think that's an excellent example of what we're talking about today. You know, our idea of adventure is just kind of doing something new, kind of getting out of your regular routine and discovering something new again. We decided we were going to call ourselves adventurers. And we've done episodes about the gatekeeping that happens in the adventure community. We've done episodes about the imposter syndrome that you feel when you try to be an adventurer. We define adventure very loosely. Right? Yes. What's adventurous, I need, as you said, what's adventurous to one is not adventurous to another. A couple weeks ago in uh, episode one, I went on that hike up to Pukredung and I was dying. I told you it was the most adventurous thing I'd ever done. And yet I passed this old lady who lives there and she said she climbs the mountain three times a week just for exercise up and down on the same day. I could barely make it. I, I genuinely barely made it. So what was adventurous for me was her normal, like, weekly walk that she goes on you know (laughs) yeah and you know that happens all the time that happened a lot when i was living in colorado is you have people that just do this stuff on a day-to-day basis people that ride their bike up a mountain every day and you're just like what on earth are you doing (laughs) and for me that would be that would be insane but for them it's normal life what exactly makes something an adventure i think i'm still trying to figure that out I think that's why we started this podcast was to try to answer that question. 
And it's a question that I don't know if I have really a good answer for. We define adventure as something that gets you out of your comfort zone, something that gets you out of your routine. But -hmm. again, when we talk about what we did this week, oftentimes neither one of us have done a traditional adventure, right? Very rarely do we go hiking or something like that. Usually it's like, you know, I, I tried a new coffee shop or something you know, similar to that, something new that we classify as an adventure that I think probably even most of our listeners, you know, wouldn't necessarily call an adventure. But I think that's okay. For me, an adventure is just anything that gets you slightly out of your comfort zone or breaks your routine and makes your life a bit more interesting, just like we talk about in our intro. Yeah, you know, I think I think that's a really good way to look at it is that it doesn't, and we, we've said this sort of over and over and over again, yeah. both on the podcast and to each other, is that you don't have to do anything grand. Mm-hmm. And I think doing little ti- little things that do make your day more interesting, that you might just think about something differently, is just as important as climbing Mount Everest. It's just as important as you know these grand trips that we plan and hope to take. You know, doing something like you said, going trying a a new restaurant. You know, going to a park and walking around is is just as important as any of these big things. Yeah. Because it's all about how it makes you feel. And I think that's really the core of it for me is how does something make me feel? I would rather do something that someone else might consider very simple but made me feel really good than do something grand and it be terrible. I could go pay and have someone haul me up Everest. (laughs) Yeah. But I can guarantee you that while at the end of the day, I could say I did it, I would be miserable the whole time. I mean, maybe not, and not if I trained and all those other things, but this is just an example. But if someone is miserable the whole time doing something, I don't necessarily think that you should do something just for the sake of having done it. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's not something that speaks to you, you know, I don't I don't really like the idea of prestige adventure or or doing something for bragging rights or and there's nothing wrong with people that that like to do things like that and at some level that's me as well but and I keep going back to Mount Everest cuz it's the biggest adventure that I can yeah. think of honestly if you spent your life climbing mountains and training and training and training this is going to mean something to you if you're just extremely wealthy and decide that's what I'm going to do it doesn't mean as much. And and maybe that's a, a not a great way of looking at it for me, but I like to do things with meaning. Right. And that's why even something little and something seemingly mundane can be adventurous, but it's about your mindset as well, I think. Are you doing it, like you said, for prestige, or are you doing it with a sense of adventure, in the spirit of adventure? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, even taking a walk around your city can be adventurous, if you look at it in the right perspective. I think that's really important, and I think that this episode is kind of the core of what we've started this podcast to talk about. Relativity. You know, Mount Everest, Mm -hmm. like you said, there are people, Sherpas, who live in Nepal who climb Mount Everest every year because it's their job, right? To them, Mm -hmm. it's what they do. It's how they make their living. And if you're a mountain guide... That's just a job. I mean, I'm sure it's amazing the first couple times you do it, but after a while, it's just a job like any other, I would imagine. And for them, that might not be all that adventurous anymore. 
for some people, climbing Mount Everest would be a life-changing thing. For some people, leaving your state is life-changing. Mm-hmm. For me, sometimes just going to a new part of the town that I haven't seen before is really exciting. And I like to call that an adventure as well. I mean, I really think it is. And I also think it's it's important to understand that we we talk about a lot of things and we we you and I make plans to do a lot of things. But also at the end of the day, those things aren't necessarily accessible to everyone. Hmm. And I don't want to sort of put out in the world that these are the things you have to do in order to be adventurous. Like you said, right. leaving your state. That's very difficult for some people. It's it's not cheap. Travel isn't cheap anywhere, no matter which how you look at it. It's just not. I, I don't think price should be a barrier, if that makes no. sense. But at the end of the day, it is. And it is for me. You know, I can't afford to go to Nepal. I can't as much as I would like to. I just can't do it. So you need to find things that speak to you and that, that fulfill you that sense of adventure that you have without comparing yourself to other people. And that's a big issue that I have. I think that even though we talk about the imposter syndrome and how it shouldn't matter, I think we both feel that sometimes when we refer to ourselves as adventurers, because most of the time we're not adventuring. You know, we're sitting at home, we're doing our things, we're working, we're living our lives. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you guys could see how Michael and I live our day-to-day -day life, <laughs> you might not listen anymore. Oh, people think, oh, you live in Thailand. It must be so interesting. It's like, no, I just, I'm just, i just a dude. I got a job. I go to the coffee shop. <laughs> I'm just I, a guy. Uh, go to the supermarket sometimes. You know, I, my life is just like yours. I just live in a different place. But it's about perspective. I think it's about mindset. I think that's really the important thing, right? And that's what makes adventure relative. It's how you think about it. Mm -hmm. Going back to what I said a minute ago, like comparing yourself, I am very guilty of that. I look at things that people do. It's one reason I don't really get on Instagram anymore mm -hmm. because I keep finding myself, oh, I'm not doing that or I should be trying harder or doing more. But everyone needs to do things at their own pace. Everyone needs to yeah. have these adventures and experiences when they want to, if they want to. And how they want to. Yes. There is nothing written that says you have to do these things. Nothing. And I have friends who simply don't really like to be outside. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. Just because I don't feel the same. A lot of people don't like to go hike and be sweaty and do all these things. But And that's perfectly fine. And if you don't like those things, there's nothing wrong with that. There, You have to find things that... Maybe it's exploring art. Yeah, hobbies, like you mentioned earlier. A hobby can be an mm -hmm. adventure. And, you know, even even Bangkok, a lot of people hate it. I love it. I think it's a fantastic city. A lot of people don't like it. Why do it. people hate it? I love it. I think people get overwhelmed by not understanding mm, the language, by, you know, not knowing how to order food. It's very different. And even though I think it's a pretty easy city to get around, for a lot of people, it can be very overwhelming. But again, it's relative, isn't it? It's about what your expectations are and what your perspective mm -hmm. is. For some people, going on a cruise. As much as I don't really understand why <laughs> I would want to do that, that might be the perfect example of being able to be outside without being outside. Go on a cruise. I've never done it. I, I have mean, no idea. I shouldn't. I should not bash <laughs> it before I've done it. You know, I do, and that's not that's not right of me. I'm I'm, I'm trying to be better about not dissing things before I've tried them because. Mm. I say these things. If I go on one, I might love it. And then I have to deal with the fact that I talked crap you, about him for all these years. What if you became a cruise person, James? I mean, maybe they're <laughs> awesome. I don't know. I, I don't think you would become a cruise person. 
But I don't like crowds enough. Yeah. If I could go on a cruise, like maybe like one of those Alaskan ones where you're on like a small boat and you like see glaciers and things like that, maybe that might be better. But like the big like Caribbean cruise, eh, no, no. I think I'd be more into the excursions. I would think of it more as a cheaper mm-hmm. way to go to many different places. But I think cruising is just inherently a social activity, and I'm just not that much of a social person anyways. I don't really feel the need, desire, or interest in just like meeting people. <laughs> when it comes to cruises, I just don't. I, I agree with you. I think it's a good way to go to a bunch of different places for inexpensive. Mm-hmm. I would, but the only way that I would consider doing it if I was like, I would want like the room with the balcony so I could just avoid people. I could just order room service and like sit and watch the ocean go by until we went on like an excursion. But I also don't like my travel to be scripted like that. I like my, and we, we talked about this last episode about having a purpose to travel, but there's a difference between having a purpose and having a tour guide. And I typically am not a big fan of guided tours. I'm looking at this, James. You can get a cruise from Galveston. Look at this. Wow. This is from Expedia. Three nights in the Bahamas, $189. That's not bad. So if you want to get to the Bahamas, that's definitely cheaper than buying a ticket and flying. So I guess that's a way to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I I don't really like guided tours all that much either. There have been some that I've been on that were really worth it. And there have been some that I've been on that really were not. I'm more of an independent traveler. But again, I know people that only want to travel with a tour guide because it gives them that sense of safety and security and and that's fine, too. I prefer just getting off on the wrong river taxi stop and just wandering. Yeah, I like getting lost. A lot of people don't. I think that would stress a lot of people out. And I say that, but I am also speaking from a very a very high place of privilege. Mm-hmm. I'm a middle-class white American man. I am, in most places in the world, probably as safe as you can be. Yeah. I'm also very tall. I'm also very... I'm a big person. I'm not an easy target for harassment of any kind. Right. And the place where you got lost was also a very safe city, Bangkok, a very safe, yes. modern, developed city. Getting lost in that scenario wasn't stressful, but I can very much see how to someone maybe less confident in their travel. If that had been the first time I had been in Thailand, I would have been stressed. I would have right. been very, very stressed out. And that's not for everybody. And again, mm-hmm. I'm not again, I'm not trying to bash tour guides by any no, means. No. They're great. But if there is like a walking tour where mm-hmm. I can have like a headphone thing or signs along the way perfect that's what i want um the best example i have is alcatraz where you put on a headphone and uh you go from there right i've never done that but uh, i do like that i like any kind of self-guided tour Uh, a lot of times lonely planet publishes self-guided walking tours in their books you know maybe they're themed like this is a historic walking tour and you follow them point to point in the book and that can be really fun for me but again maybe not for everybody i know people that travel to go shopping. I know people that fly to Singapore just to go to the malls. To me, that makes no sense. I don't understand that. I have no idea. I had a bunch of colleagues when I was working at the school who would do that. They would go places and want to go shopping. And I just, I like my brain just cannot wrap around the idea of going to a new country and going to a shopping mall as your trip. But for them, it was. And that's also fine. I'm the judgmental one here, right? <laughs> it was me that was wrong. I love going to the malls in Thailand, but not to shop. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever bought anything. But you didn't come to Thailand to go to the malls. No. You just came to Thailand and no, we I didn't. went through the malls as we were yes. doing our stuff. And like, <laughs> I like them. They're fun. 
I think it's okay. It's okay to not understand why someone else does something. You know, I may not understand you going to a country to shop, but I'm not going, or I shouldn't sit here and tell you that that's not, that's not what you should do. If that's what makes you happy, by all means, do it. Yeah. I think that that's something that you and I need to work on because I'm, as we're talking, I'm realizing that Mm -hmm. I can be a little bit judgmental and I do this whole thing about not gatekeeping adventure. And then I judge people that do that, or I judge people that go on a cruise or, you know, buy a package tour. I shouldn't, right? That's very wrong of me. I think I'm, I'm sort of realizing that as we're talking. Um, if you want to fly to Hong Kong just to shop or something, by all means, right? Do it. If it's fun for you, if it's an adventure for you, that's literally all that matters. Don't let anyone else tell you what is and isn't adventure. You know, I my wife pointed out something the other day to me, and it kind of, it, it hit me. It hit me pretty hard. I have the tendency to be fairly negative, even though I myself, by nature, am a positive person. When it comes to things like, if there's an event going on, I won't want to do it because it's crowded. Yeah. Or I'll go somewhere and it's a popular place and it's crowded and I'll be grumpy about it. Mm. And I have the tendency to view things negatively. And that kind of goes along with what we're talking about here is that I can be very judgmental inadvertently about how other people do things. You know, there are some things that are just, and I'm, I, I want to separate, there are things that some people do that are discourteous or things like that. And I'm not talking about those things. Right. Like people that go on a hike and blast music on a Bluetooth speaker. Don't do that. Right. Or like unethical travel, you know, yes. like going to the Tiger Temple, something like that. Yes. I feel like we're right in judging that because it's inherently wrong. Yes, it's it's harmful. Harmful, right. Beyond that, if you were traveling ethically, if you were traveling smart, if you were traveling respectfully, do whatever. Mm-hmm. Do whatever makes you happy. Mm-hmm. If you want to shop, shop. If you want to lay on the beach for a week, lay on the beach for a week. That's another thing I don't understand. I don't want to go somewhere and lay by the pool or lay on the beach. But if that's what makes you happy... Do it. For you and I, these new experiences, these cultural experiences, these adventurous experiences are what makes us happy. Right. And so that is what we gravitate towards. But there is nothing wrong with any of the other things. Exactly. I need to be better about how I view those things for myself and for for other people. Yeah. How can we do that? How can we be less judgmental? How can we be more positive about this, James? Because I'm there with you. I do the same thing. I'm not some grand adventurer, but I do have this tendency to look down on things that I wouldn't do myself. Yes. Um, I think us having this conversation is a, is a, is a great start. The, the two of us maybe inadvertently have sort of grander ideas of ourselves than maybe we should. <laughs> maybe. And there are things that like I like to think of myself as this, you know, very well-rounded, cultured kind of person. And... That may or may not be true, but I shouldn't, you know, it, it, I'm afraid that it, when you start judging people or judging things that other people do, it starts getting close to the, I'm better than you kind of Mm. attitude. I don't think, I'll go back to our favorite example. Someone that climbs Mount Everest isn't better than someone that goes on a cruise. No. You know, they're just different. They're just very different people. And maybe they're not. Maybe the Everest person loves cruises. Who knows? 
Right. We shouldn't judge or stereotype anyone in their adventure. And we shouldn't gatekeep. We've talked about this in a previous episode too, which we'll, we'll link as yeah. well. We shouldn't gatekeep. And beyond gatekeeping, we shouldn't assume that because someone likes one thing, they won't like something else. Mm-hmm. You know, I do that. I am a man of many interests. I like almost everything. I like hiking. I like museums. I like food. I, I like music. I like Warhammer. I like video games. You know, I like, you know, none of these things are, you don't have to put yourself in a box. You know, I think people fall into that trap of, maybe not a trap, but people will do something. They like hiking. And so their identity is hiking. Yeah. And, you know, I see a lot of that happen. And if that's truly how, what you, how you feel and what makes, but I feel like people don't try other things once they find something they really enjoy. And that could be completely wrong. And I'm a dabbler. I like dabbling in things. And again, there's nothing wrong with that either. I know I'm kind of, I'm kind of rambling, but I've had to get over the fact that I don't have to master everything I try because I would avoid trying things because I, maybe I wouldn't be good at it. Yeah. But that's okay. Who cares? You yeah. know, if you want to try painting, paint anything. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I think this has been a really important conversation. You know, when we were talking about gatekeeping, we were talking about it, you and I, kind of from the perspective of being gatekept out of adventure. Mm-hmm. But we didn't talk about ourselves being the ones that are acting as gatekeepers. And I really try not to, but sometimes we do. So I think that that's something that we can both improve. And I I didn't really even realize that until we started having this conversation right now. (laughs) We sort of poke fun at the, like the pretentious people and we poke fun at the things like that. But then without sort of doing the self-reflection that is so important, are we ourselves in that? As well. Maybe we're maybe we are limiting ourselves from things we might actually really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Maybe you would love cruises. Maybe I, if I went to Kalsan Road and stayed at a hostel, maybe you'd love it. Maybe I'd love it. Right? I look down on backpackers. <laughs> maybe maybe it's the best thing. Maybe maybe, maybe it you, is. If you tried it, you'd be like, oh no. Yeah, maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe I need to think about that sometime. Um, but again, it's relative, right? It's all relative. For some people, you know, they would want to stay in a hostel with other people from the same country and party and drink a lot. For some people, they might want to go and live in some jungle hut, <laughs> you know, rent a bungalow. Or both. And there's value in both, I think. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. value in both. But again, it's relative. And that's not just cultural things. It's not just how you travel. But again, the physical things as well, like the lady who was able to scale that mountain with no trouble while I mm-hmm. actually almost died. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, like, understanding... It's good to push your limitations. It's good to push the envelope for what you think you're capable of. But there are some things like I'm just not physically capable of. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing. Should should only the people who are physically fit and able-bodied and all these other things be able to be the ones to have adventures? No. Everyone deserves to. Everyone deserves to feel like they experience new things and Mm -hmm. they are making life more exciting. Mm. It doesn't matter who you are or how old you are, you know, if you are, you know, able-bodied or not. Everyone deserves to have that feeling. And you know what I'm talking about. The I do. It's this I I can't I can't describe it. Um, It's just there there's something exhilarating about doing something new. 
about discovering something new. Again, I, th I think that feeling comes from getting out of your comfort zone and achieving something, no matter how big or small it is, doing something that you wouldn't normally do. Yes. Whew. We got pretty deep on that one. We did. I've learned a lot about myself. <laughs> yeah, me too. So as, as sort of a closing thought about this whole thing, which we will most likely revisit in a future episode because there's a lot to unpack here about ourselves. <laughs> Love a therapy episode is just to not, for me, it's to not judge what you do based off what others think. It doesn't matter. And vice versa. Don't judge others based on yes. your experiences either, your adventure perspective either. And keep an open mind and maybe try new things. Even if you mm -hmm. think you wouldn't like them, you might love them. You might get a great new hobby. Definitely. And so that's that's sort of how I, I'm going to try and live more now. Me too. All right, Michael, it is time for our favorite segment, Adventures in the News. I have a pretty good one today. It's cute. Mm. You know, I have a few favorite animals. One of them are bears. I love bears. <laughs> They're great. So up in Minnesota, there was a bear who got stuck out in the snow. Minnesota, very, very cold. It got stuck. And the local people of our wonderful Midwest, it's Minnesota Midwest. I don't want to upset anyone. I think it is. I think so. Wonderful people up there. They tried to coax it out with something that I truly, it would work on me. Pop-Tarts. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> it would work on me. If I was stuck in the snow and they said, hey, if you can, if you get out and you get these Pop-Tarts, I will do... <laughs> I will do more for a Pop-Tart than I would do for a Klondike bar. I was going to say, there's 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 a lot you could get me to do with, with a promise of a Pop-Tart. <laughs> I love Pop-Tarts. They're the best. Yeah. Any any Anybody that hasn't had a Pop-Tart, if you get to the U.S., get a Pop-Tart. Do you toast them or do you eat them raw? I eat them raw. Me too. They're better. Uh, favorite flavor. Oh, man. It's been so long since I've had one. Mm. I feel like it'd be different now because when I was a kid, it was the cookies and cream one. Mm, all the, but I all feel the like cookie ones. I feel like that might be too sweet. Now, just the regular chocolate chip cookie one. That one was really Delicious. good. Man, I'm unlocking old memories. Strawberry, classic strawberry. Can't go wrong. <laughs> For me, I have two. Mm -hmm. um, all the like dessert flavored ones, amazing. They're always good. I have two that I will pick over most. One, wild berry. The one with mm. the purple icing. Yes. Wild berry. And then beneath wild berry, brown sugar cinnamon. Yo, yes. That one is really good. I yes. forgot about that one. That one's so really, good. really good. Oh, man. And that was the one you never wanted as a kid because it's boring. Right. You know what? I but think, as an I adult, think you're like, this is the best thing ever. It's like it's like ice cream. As a kid, I loved you know, like chocolate ice cream. And I was like, vanilla is so boring. As an adult, I think vanilla ice cream is phenomenal. Vanilla is not plain. Vanilla is not the lack of a flavor. Vanilla is a flavor, and it's a really good flavor. So I think our tastes yes. change as we grow up. But yeah, if you were luring me with a... Does it does it say what flavor Pop-Tart this bear was lured see. with? No, it doesn't. No. Luckily for the bear, um, a wildlife official showed up, was able to get it out. Unfortunately, it did not go for the Pop-Tarts because at this time of winter, bears don't really eat. But by all means, I'm going to say brown sugar cinnamon. I think the bear would like that one the most. Yeah. And bears are just cute. I know they can kill you, but they're adorable. What kind of bear was it? Was it a black bear? Black I bear. I would imagine it had to be a black bear if the people were trying to interact with it. Yeah. And we'll say this again. There's the old saying, if it's black, fight back. If it's brown, lie down. If it's white, good night. You probably won't see a polar bear. Most places. Probably not. <laughs> and if you do, don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm quite fond of bears for obvious reasons. You know, one of the Baylor bears passed away. There's only one now. Really sad. It's very sad. 
Yeah. They, they, I mean, they, they lived, she was like 20 something. I mean, that's quite a long life for a bear, but it's sad because they were biological sisters. So I imagine the other one is, is quite sad. So I think they usually try to get them in pairs so that they have a companion. So what are they going to do now? Do you know? I don't know. They're probably going to try to get another one or maybe two. I don't know. But yeah, so that's my adventures in the news. Again, not really an adventure, but it would be if you were the one that saw the bear. And again, perspective, it would be. <laughs> I would consider yes. that an adventure. James, if you asked me, Michael, did you do anything new or adventurous this week? And I said, I lured a bear with a Pop-Tart. I would count that as an adventure. That's true. That, never mind. You know what? Take back everything I said. Again, thank you everybody for listening. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe. We're everywhere. Just look up Attempt Adventure on pretty much whatever you want, and we'll probably be there. And please consider giving us a review on the podcast app of your choice. It really helps us out and helps us grow our content and helps us grow our listeners, which in turn helps us provide more wonderful things for all of you. If you're feeling generous, a five-star review is great. But we value honesty over platitudes. Yes. Also, tell your friends. If you mm-hmm. if you know someone that would like what we do here, please let them know. It really does help us out. You can find more Attempt Adventure content on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Again, we're Attempt Adventure on all of them. Contact us directly. Hello at AttemptAdventure.com or visit AttemptAdventure.com directly. Click the little contact us button and type in your message right there. It comes right to us and we'd love to hear from all of you. You have anything else for us, bud? I do not. We'll be back again in two weeks. So we're releasing three episodes right at the start of the season, as is our tradition. But we're moving to a bi-weekly schedule this year. We're just going to try it out. We hope that it can help us post episodes more regularly, give us a bit more time to make them. Because again, we don't have a producer or a manager. We're doing everything ourselves. If the new schedule goes according to plan. We shouldn't have to miss any weeks at all. And we should still have about 25 episodes, which is about as many as we've done in the other seasons as well. So it will even out to be about the same. I think it's just going to take away a little bit of pressure on us to make the show and give us a bit more time and effort. So our next episode is coming out in two weeks. You will find us there, but we will be back in two weeks. Yes, we will. And until then, keep adventuring.